It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Day 24, CCO Authority and Independence. The role of the CCO has steadily grown in stature and prestige over the years. In the 2012 FCPA guidance, under Hallmark 3 of the 10 Hallmarks of an Effective Compliance Program, it focused on whether the CCO held management, senior management status, and had a direct reporting line to the board. It stated, in apprising a compliance program, the DOJ and SEC also consider whether a company is assigned responsibility for the oversight and implementation of a company's compliance program to one or more specific senior executives within an organization. Those individuals must have appropriate authority within the organization, adequate autonomy from management, and sufficient resources to ensure that the company's compliance program is effectively implemented. Adequate autonomy generally includes direct access to an organization's governing authority, such as the board of directors and committees of the board of directors. This hallmark was significantly expanded in both the 2019 evaluation guidance document and the FCPA corporate enforcement policy. In doing so, the DOJ has increased the prestige, authority, and role of the CCO and the corporate compliance function. The 2019 guidance has four general areas of inquiry around the CCO and the CCO's increased authority. Number one. How does the CCO salary and stature within the organization compare to other senior executives within the company? Two, does the CCO have appropriate training for the role they inhabit? In other words, do they have the experience and stature of a CCO for your size company? Three, how much autonomy does the CCO have to report to the board of directors. How often does the CCO report to the board of directors? Are there members of senior management present when the CCO reports to the board of directors or to the audit committee? And finally, is the compliance function run by a designated chief compliance officer or another executive within the company? And does that person have another role which would take away from their role as CCO? In the FCPA corporate enforcement policy, the DOJ lists these factors a little bit differently. Number one, the quality of experience and experience of the CCO so that they can understand the their role, identify transactions and activities which would pose an additional risk. Two, the authority and independence of the CCO and the availability of the CCO to provide advice to the board. And three, compensation and promotion of CCO and in view of the roles, responsibilities, and other factors. Obviously, the reporting structure is still a critical element, and that was also laid out in the FCPA corporate enforcement policy. The DOJ is articulating that it expects true compliance professionals to sit in the seat of the CCO who can understand the way compliance interacts and supports businesses. 
The days of a law school-trained CCO who cannot read a spreadsheet are consigned to the dustbin of noncompliant history. But more than simply compliance professionalism, companies must compensate and promote CCOs in their organization. Simply burying someone, even as CCO, will no longer cut it. The DOJ has not taken a formal position on whether the general counsel can also be the CCO. However, the language of the FCPA corporate enforcement policy and the 2019 guidance seem to signal the death knell for the role of the dual GCCCO. This also signals the larger issue that the CCO should have a separate reporting line to the board directly apart from through the general counsel. While the DOJ stated position is it does not concern itself whether the CCO reports to the GC or reports independently, and it's more concerned about the, whether the CCO has a role to go to the CEO or the board of directors. The answer is yes. The DOJ wants to know if the CCO has ever exercised that right. Yet the 2019 guidance comes as close as to any as to articulating the DOJ policy that the CCO should be independent of the general counsel. If your CCO still reports up through your GC, then you must have demonstrable evidence of both CCO independence and actual line-of-sight authority to the board of directors. Here are some of the questions you should consider when evaluating whether the CCO in your organization truly meets these requirements laid out by the Department of Justice. First, is the CCO a part of senior management, or do they sit in the C-suite? Is the CCO part of regular meetings of this group? Who can terminate the CCO? It is, is it the chief executive officer, the board compliance committee, or does the CCO termination require approval of the entire board of directors? Most importantly, could a person under investigation or even scrutiny by the CCO fire the CCO in the middle of that scrutiny? If the answer is yes, the CCO clearly does not have requisite independence. Here are some additional questions to consider. Who can overrule a decision by a CCO within your organization? Who is making decisions around salary and compensation for the CCO? Is the CEO, the general counsel, and the board compliance committee or some other group? Finally, what happens when the CCO initiates an investigation against someone he reports to or sets his salary? Once again, for the compliance professional, the FCPA compliance enforcement policy and the 2019 guidance make the importance of an independent CCO even more important. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, how can you show the CCO is really a part of the senior management team with a seat at the table? Two, what are the professional qualifications of your CCO and three, does your CCO have true independence to report directly to the board of directors with true line of sight to the board of directors? Thank you for listening to day 24 of 31 days to a more effective compliance program. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow and I take up another strategy, tactic, or pointer that you can use in your compliance program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.